Mr. Chair, the room is ready. Thank you, Luke Sinclair Chair. Welcome everybody to the Wednesday, March 23rd, 2022 meeting of the Lawrence Douglas County Metropolitan Planning Commission. Before we launch in, I'm gonna turn it over to uh, Becky Pepper to read, um, go through the rules for the Zoom call. Thank you, good evening. My name is Becky Pepper, Planning Manager. Joining me in the City Commission room is Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services Director, and Kyle Kobe, who'll be facilitating the Zoom video portion of the meeting. We work alongside the chair who is on video remote to facilitate the meeting proceedings. The meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. Please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you're not speaking. The chat function for this public meeting is disabled and all chats will go directly to the Zoom facilitator. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting, and when you are not participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send a chat to the Zoom facilitator. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title each time before you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. When public comment is sought on an item, individuals participating in person should approach the podium following social distancing and safety protocols. Please state your name before speaking and your comments will be limited to three minutes. Individuals providing comment via Zoom should use the raise your hand function to indicate that you wish to speak. The raise hand function may appear in different places on your Zoom menu, depending on the device that you're using and which version of Zoom you have. Individuals will be called upon by name in the order they appear on the meeting host screen. And when you're called on, please unmute your device, state your name before speaking. Again, comments will be limited to three minutes. For commissioners, all motions need to be stated clearly. After a motion is made and seconded, staff will call on each commissioner individually to provide their vote. Staff will then announce whether the motion carried and the count of the vote. I wanna again remind everyone to please mute yourself when you're not speaking. Thank you, and I'll now turn it over to the chair. Thank you, Becky. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Um, let's see, we'll move right on uh, the agenda here to um, receive and either amend or approve our minutes from the February 23rd meeting. Um, does anybody have any comments to make or would anyone like to make a motion to approve those? I see Commissioner Rexroad raising his hand to approve. Uh, make a motion to approve. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Luke Sinclair Chair. Any, anybody to second that? I see Commissioner Butler raised her hand. Thank you for that, Commissioner Butler. Uh, Jeff, can you read the roll? Jeff Craig, Planning and Development Services. Commissioner Butler? Uh, Commissioner Butler? Did you, yes. <laughs> Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexford? Yes. Commissioner Shanklin? Yes. Commissioner Sinclair? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Commissioner Willie? Yes. Motion passes nine to zero. Thank you, Luke Sinclair Chair. Um, do we have any reports from any committees that have met over the past month? No, no, oh, Commissioner Carpenter, go ahead. Just an update on the status of where the proposed solar regulations are. There was a study session with the county commission 
uh, they were received pretty well. And there's another study session coming up where they're going to focus on agrivoltaics, and then it should come to a vote by the county commission sometime in April, and perhaps Commissioner Willie knows the exact date. Karen Willie, Planning Commissioner. I'm not sure I know the exact date. I think it will come before them on the first Wednesday of April for discussion. I'm not sure if that will be a vote. If they don't vote on the first Wednesday, then it'll be the third Wednesday, I'm pretty sure, because Mary Miller is gone the second Wednesday. It's the best I can do. Luke Sinclair Chair, great. Thank you for that update. Anybody else? Okay, not seeing any. We'll move on then um, to communications. Uh, for, let's focus first, I guess, on written communications from the public. Jeff, I see one listed there. Would you be able to speak to that and let us know if there are any other that we need to receive? Jeff Craig, Planning and Development Services. All communications related items were included as part of your packet. This one that we've noticed is item number D1 is a communication that was sent to the Planning Commission related to a public meeting that's coming up related to a uh, proposed substation near Castle and Bob Billings that has been before you before. So uh, the letters were, were sent to the commission. So we made sure to include them as part of your packet this evening. Thank you, Jeff. And I believe we're going to probably, or Luke Sinclair chair, we're going to come back to that maybe under miscellaneous uh, new or old business, just to, if anybody has questions, I think. Um, uh, then moving on to um, D2, uh, do we have any written communications from staff, planning commissioners, or other commissioners that we need to receive? Jeff Crick, Planning Development Services. We did include one item, kind of a research paper that was produced by, by Avery Kerner in the, in the planning office about homeowners associations. It was requested by the city commission, and we thought it would maybe of interest or value to the planning commission. So we also attached it for your review and consideration. No, no action is needed on it. We just passed it along as for informational purposes. Luke Sinclair Chair, thank you for that, Jeff. Any commissioners have any questions or, uh, um, about that one? Before moving on, I didn't know if anyone wanted to talk about it. Commissioner Carter? Yes, uh, David Carter, Planning Commissioner. Um, I, I would just appreciate a little bit of um, context. I, it, the um, purpose says it was requested by the city commission, but was there a, a specific catalyst or you know, the specific question that, that uh, led to this, uh, this research? Jeff Craig, Planning and Development Services. It really was, it was a request of one of the city commissioners about uh, just about a topic and in, in interest to find more information and, and just to learn some more. Um, I believe the initial request was to maybe have a work session, but as we got into the research, it was, it kind of lended itself more to a paper in truth on that one, but it was really just a, uh, a chance to learn and then also have something that the public could also see and read and also hopefully learn from too. Very good, thank you. Thank you, David. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Commissioner Rexrow, go ahead. Yeah, thanks. Commissioner Rexrow, just one quick uh, question on the uh, the memo on neighborhood associations. I'm looking at that right now, and maybe I'm doing it wrong, but it doesn't appear that the links in that uh, document are live. Um, it may just be me, but if not, it'd be great to have that sent in a way that we could actually um, click into some of that content. Jeff Crick, playing to us. We'll take a look into that because it's also not working on my computer, but that's um, may just be me too. But we'll we'll work on that and see if we can get that resolved. Thank you for letting us know. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Anyone else? Okay, we'll move on then. 
do we have any written actions of any waiver requests or determinations made by the city engineer, Jeff? Jeff Craig, Planning and Development Services, none this evening. Okay. Are there any commissioners that need to disclose ex parte commissioner uh, communications? Excuse me. Okay. Not seeing any. Um, do any commissioners need to declare an abstention from uh, the specific agenda items we have before us tonight? Seeing none. Uh, now is the time in the meeting where we um, open it up for general public comment. Um, and uh, I guess I should, well, now's the time when anybody that's on either on the call or in the uh, uh, city commission room there that wants to speak to the commission about anything um, unrelated to items that we actually are going to be talking about tonight, uh, because we'll have a time for public comment on those specific items when we talk about those. If you have just general public comment, um, you're welcome to do so and you'd have three minutes um, for that. So uh, Kyle, maybe rely on you if, to let me know if anyone's in the room there, but if you're on the call, raise your hand or uh, if you're on video or do a little digital hand raise on the Zoom function if you can. Kyle Kobe with planning, there's nobody in the room to speak yeah. general public comment. Luke Sinclair Chair, thanks Kyle. I'm not seeing any hands raised uh, on my end. Am I missing any? Kyle Kobe with planning. I don't see any either. Okay. Luke Sinclair chair. Close general public comment then and move on to our regular agenda items. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. The first of which is to consider approving a preliminary plat PP2100393 for Hegeman subdivision located at 1335 Maple Lane and consider a variance per section 2813G of the Land Development Code from the right-of-way width standards for a local street as expressed by section 2810E5I of the Land Development Code. And I believe we have uh, from staff Luke Mortensen to present. Good evening, commissioners. Luke Mortensen, planner with Planning and Development Services Department. As Chair Sinclair just noted, item E1 is a preliminary plat for a two-lot subdivision, Hageman subdivision, located at 1335 and future 1337 Maple Lane. Uh, I will just note, I don't have a formal presentation to share with you on this. I'll direct you to my staff report and the figures in the uh, agenda packet. The preliminary plat is the first of a two-step major subdivision process. Um, as you can tell, this is not a new development. These are existing, this is an existing unplatted parcel that is defined by meets and bounds description. The preliminary plat is the first step in creating a new legal drawing and document uh, and lot descriptions for the proposed subdivision. The parcel requires platting via the major subdivision process in order to obtain future building permits and to um, obtain its two lot layout as proposed. I will refer mostly to my staff report for the analysis um, and review, but the item satisfied the conditions set forth by the subdivision regulations and specifically section 20-809D of the Land Development Code. The applicant is proposing to go from one unplatted parcel to to two platted lots. Following tonight's meeting and your consideration, staff will work with the applicant to receive and review the second portion of the major subdivision process, the final plat, 
The final plat document will be reviewed administratively by staff and the planning director and recorded at the Douglas County Register of Deeds. Because there are easements proposed for dedication, the final plat will be considered by the city commission for their acceptance of those easements. The subject property is zoned RS5, single dwelling residential district. The applicant has indicated the proposed land use will be one detached dwelling structure per each proposed lot. An existing house will remain on 1335 Maple Lane, while a future detached dwelling could be built on 1337 Maple Lane if approved. The proposed lot satisfied the density and dimensional standards for the RS5 district. However, Maple Lane does not have adequate right-of-way as required by the Land Development Code. Maple Lane is a local street which, which, excuse me, which requires 60 feet of width. Currently, Maple Lane is approximately 45 feet wide. The applicant must obtain a variance from the subdivision regulations per Section 20-813G of the Land Development Code or dedicate one half of the required right-of-way, which is approximately seven and a half feet. If approved, the variance will be noted on the final plat. The city engineer has recommended approval of the right-of-way with variance, with the condition that a pedestrian easement be dedicated via the final plat. The remaining variance criteria and staff analysis can be found in the staff report. To conclude, staff recommends approval of the variance request for a major subdivision to reduce the right-of-way width for a local street from 60 feet to 45 feet, and to approve the proposed major subdivision PP-21-00393 for Hageman subdivision located at 1335 Maple Street and future 1337 Maple Street based on the findings presented in the staff report. With that, I will wrap up staff recommendation and note that both the applicant and the property owner are with us tonight. Thank you, Luke. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Um, and now is the time where the applicant has uh, some time to offer a presentation if they'd like. Uh, 10 minutes if you want to take it. Uh, and who do we have online here for the applicant? This is Shoya Budin. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Uh, we, I'm representing the consultant, Sunflower Design. And the property owner, uh, Tom Hegman, is also here. Uh, in addition to what uh, Luke has uh, mentioned, we really don't have anything else to, to add other than one thing I just noticed right now that is in the preliminary plot is showing 15 feet of pedestrian easements, but I think we need only seven and a half. So we will make that corrections. And the reason it is a 45 feet total width that's available right now so for it to be 60 feet, you need seven and a half from either side. So we are giving all 15, so that's not necessary. It only requires seven and a half. So that was the error on, on everyone's part, basically. Um, so that's the only thing that I noticed. Other than that, we don't have anything uh, else to add. It's a pretty simple, uh, straightforward uh, plat. Thank you, Mr. Uden, Luke Sinclair. Uh, Mr. Hegeman, did you wanna offer any comments or thoughts? <clears throat> I don't have anything else to add, but thank you so much. Thank you, um, Shob, and thank you, Luke, and everyone else there. Thank you, sir. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Uh, I guess before um, opening up public comment, maybe Luke, could you uh, 
let us know if there if if the change to the pedestrian easement amount is material or do we need to talk about that or is that just a, a technicality that'll need to be addressed going forward so that'll be addressed oh luke mortensen planner planning development service department that'll be addressed the final um plat stage um like I said, where the width it ends up being will be considered and accepted by the city commission. So that will be a, a discussion for the applicant and the city engineer and the city commission. Okay, thank you. It, it won't affect the requested variance. Luke Mortensen, uh, it will not. Okay. The other thing I just want to add is that we have 15 feet, so we are fine with it if that's what it needs. It just seems to me like it was a simple uh, mathematical error. But if if I'm not um, correct about that, then 15 feet can stand. That's fine. Luke Morrison, Planning and Development Services. Um, I think where I think where we ended up at 15 was there's also overhead power, um, and so I think on the final plat it'll probably function as a pedestrian and utility easement. Um, but like I said, that, that number will be, you know, looked at, you know, and confirmed during the final plat stage, which, which um, Schweb has uh, submitted and will be, you know, reviewing starting tomorrow. All right, no comments from, from us. Very good, Luke Sinclair Chair, thank you for that. Um, then if there is anybody on the call or if anyone's joined in the chambers room there uh, late that wants to offer comments on this, uh, please either step to the podium or, or raise your hand on the Zoom call. Kyle Kobe with planning, we have no in-person participants. Okay, Luke Sinclair Chair. And I'm not seeing any hands uh, going up online here either. Um, so close public comments and bring it back to, uh, to the commission. Um, Fellow commissioners, are, does anybody have any questions or comments they'd like to offer to get this started? Are there any commissioners that have any heartburn about this request? I guess I should say these requests, because Jeff, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this would be two votes, one to approve the preliminary plat and one to approve the variance. Is that right? Jeff, correct. Planning Development Services, that is correct. Okay. Luke Sinclair, Chair, thank you. Commissioner Carpenter? I, I just have one question for Luke. Could you describe what a pedestrian easement is and why it's needed here? Luke Morrison, Planning Development Services. So uh, normally, uh, the sidewalk would be within the public right-of-way. Um, in this instance, Maple Lane and some of those um, older streets kind of to the east and west of Maple Lane were platted with um, kind of rights-of-way in between 45 and 50 feet, and they don't have sidewalks. Um, and so if sidewalks were ever to be installed, they would need to be on um, private property uh, in this instance. And so that pedestrian easement will... Uh, make sure that we have that ability for the sidewalk to go in uh, on the subject properties. Part of the final plat was, will also be um, an agreement not to protest a future benefit district. The city engineer has waived the sidewalk requirement for these two lots at this, or for the proposed lots at this time. 
um, based on the fact that the sidewalk doesn't exist in any of Maple Lane at this point. Uh, so that easement will just give us that ability to get in there uh, in the future if we need to. Jim Carpenter, Planning Commission. It's an interesting response to our discussion about the variances for sidewalks, because I think this is the first time I've seen a pedestrian easement added. You know, and I'm glad that we have the city engineer waiving the requirement for the sidewalk, especially in these older neighborhoods where it's narrow roads and ditches. I don't see sidewalks coming in anytime, <laughs> but um, yeah. I'll, I'll have to think more about pedestrian easements down the road, but for right now, I'd, we don't hear any objections to it, so I'm not going to go any deeper into it tonight. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Thanks, Commissioner Carpenter. Commissioner Willie, did you want to say anything? Sure. Karen Willie, Planning Commissioner. Uh, Mr. Uden or Mr. Hageman, whoever would like to answer, the, the building envelope that is left after the uh, pedestrian easement, is that is still sufficient for your needs there? Sure, Uden, yes. It is sufficient. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Thank you, Mr. Uden. Any other commissioners? Questions for the applicant or staff or comments? Not seeing any. Oh, okay. Sorry. Commissioner Carpenter, go ahead. I'll just go ahead. Jim Carpenter, Planning Commissioner, just go ahead and make the motion that we recommend recommend approval of the preliminary plat for Hegman subdivision based on the findings listed in the body of the staff report. Thank you, Commissioner Carpenter. Luke Sinclair, Chair. That's a, a motion to approve the preliminary plat. We have a second. Commissioner Rexroad, thank you. Seconded by hand motion. Uh, uh, Jeff, could you go ahead and read the roll, please? Jeff Craig, Planning and Development Services. Commissioner Butler? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Shanklin? Yes. Commissioner Sinclair? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Commissioner Willie? Yes. Motion passes nine to zero. Luke Sinclair, Chair, thank you all. Um, that leaves the variance. Does anybody want to make a motion one way or the other on the requested variance? Commissioner Rexford, go ahead. Sure. I move we approve the, um, let me find it here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Maybe we approve the uh, variance requested per section 20-813G um, as described in the body of this um, staff report. Thank you, Commissioner Rexford. Luke Sinclair, Chair, that's a motion to approve the variance. Do we have a second? Commissioner Carpenter, seconded by hand motion. Thank you for that. Um, any other comments on the variance before we vote on that? Okay, Jeff, can you go ahead and read the roll, please? Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services. Commissioner Butler? 
Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexrod? Yes. Commissioner Shanklin? Yes. Commissioner Sinclair? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Commissioner Willie? Yes. Motion passes nine to zero. Luke Sinclair Chair. Thank you, Mr. Uden and Mr. Hegeman. Um, we'll move on then to our second item on the regular agenda here, and that's to consider approving a request to rezone Z2200021, um, approximately 1.65 acres from IBP district to IL district. Um, uh, property's unaddressed and the parcel number is in the, in the uh, agenda there. Um, I believe that we have uh, Luke Mortensen to pre present on this one too. Good evening again, Commissioners. Luke Mortensen, Planner with Planning and Development Services Department. I do have a PowerPoint for this one, so give me one minute. Okay. All right, as Chair Sinclair just noted, item E2 is a request to rezone approximately 1.65 acres from IBP, that is our industrial business park district, to IL, our limited industrial district, uh, at Future 1314 Research Park Drive. The subject property is located within the Oriad West Business Park on the east side of Research Park Drive, midway between Legends Drive and Bob Billings Parkway and it's noted in teal on this graphic. The subject property is an undeveloped lot. Um, it was platted and recorded at the Douglas County Register of Deeds in 1994. I believe this graphic is, or this image is from 2019. All right, some quick history, as you may recall, considering um, some rezonings of this property in the past. Uh, the subject property, 1314 Research Park, was rezoned in 2017 from IBP District to IL District with use restrictions um, with the hopes of establishing a mini warehouse self-storage use. Um, the city's land development code was subsequently um, amended to permit an expanded range of storage uses by right in the IBP District and the subject property was rezoned um, from that IL district with restricted uses back to its original IBP district in 2018. Additionally, the subject property's neighbor to the north, 1310 Research Park, was rezoned from IBP district to IL district with restricted uses in 2016 um, in order to establish a construction sales and services use. The applicant tonight has submitted a request to rezone the subject property um, in a similar manner and has asked that the same restricted IL district with you know, restricted uses be extended south in order to establish another construction sales and services use. Construction sales and services use is not permitted in the IVP district. So staff reviews um, proposed rezonings against review and decision-making criteria as noted in Article 13 of the Land Development Code. Those also include the golden factors that you are all familiar with. So first, conformance with the comprehensive plan. This proposed rezoning aligns with a number of Plan 24 stated goals. 
They include many of the chapter three industrial growth and development goals. Um, most center on establishing zoning districts and land uses that are compatible with uh, and enhance existing identified industrial areas. You'll see on the map, um, the subject property circled in yellow lies within the Oread West Business Park, which is an identified industrial area on map 3.3. That's the industrial area map. Uh, more detailed description of how this proposed rezoning satisfies Plan 2040's goals um, is noted in the staff report. So the second criteria focuses on adjacent land uses and zoning districts. The subject property is surrounded by existing IBP district and IL district with restricted uses. The land uses include another construction sales and services use to the north, offices uses to the east, and a significant amount of platted uh, but undeveloped land to the south and west. Staff believes this proposed rezoning will be compatible with the adjacent zoning districts and land uses. The subject property is located within the West Lawrence Neighborhood Association. This is a very large neighborhood association with a variety of land uses, um, including residential, commercial, office, industrial, and institutional uses. The proposed rezoning would restrict the IL district's uses to those that are also permitted in the IBP district. That would allow for the establishment of the proposed construction sales and services use while maintaining the character of the surrounding IBP districts, low impact employment and manufacturing uses. The remaining golden factors are, oh, excuse me, are shown on this slide. The subject property and the adjoining properties are not included within an adopted small area plan. Um, the subject property is generally suitable to the uses permitted within the IBP district. However, if the applicant is proposing to establish construction sales and services use, as I've noted, that's not permitted in the IBP district. This proposed rezoning will also allow for a number, uh, excuse me, three other IL district uses that are not allowed in the IBP district. Those are work live unit, building maintenance services, and kennel daycare um, when accessory to a veterinary use. These are low impact industrial uses that are compatible with most IBP district uses and are uses that planning staff have begun to see um, submitted in the last couple of years. The subject property would remain suitable to all the other IBP district uses except for cultural center library, extended care facility general, accessory restaurant, and private dining establishment uses. Those are the IBP district uses that do not overlay with the IL district, and those would no longer be permitted. The subject property has been um, vacant since it was platted. As I mentioned earlier, it was platted and recorded in 1994 and remained undeveloped since that time. Staff does not believe this proposed rezoning will detrimentally affect nearby properties. The allowed uses will generally mirror the adjacent properties allowed uses. Um, additionally, future land uses will be subject to the major site planning process. Um, it'll require full compliance with the land development code and the industrial design guidelines. If this proposed rezoning were denied, uh, the property would remain vacant as an IBP district property until permitted use was established. 
The proposed rezoning to IL district with restricted uses will allow for the development of an existing undeveloped lot while generally maintaining the character of the surrounding IVP district. So section 20-1303 of the development code addresses the types of conditions that may be placed on a proposed rezoning. Uh, one form of conditions includes restricted uses as has been proposed here. The proposed conditions must satisfy section 1303 H11 of the code. Uh, so beginning with Roman numeral one, this proposed rezoning with restricted uses satisfies multiple plan 2040 go goals as noted earlier, mostly those that seek to develop uh, existing industrial sites with industrial uses that meet future needs of the community and are compatible with um, those um, already developed industrial areas. This proposed rezoning will not result in adverse effects or negative externalities on adjacent properties. The IL district uses that are more intense than those IBP district uses um, will not be permitted. I um, mentioned those earlier. The allowed uses will be generally the same as those allowed in the IBP district and will be compatible with the surrounding area. Um, the last two criteria are not applicable to this proposed rezoning. So to conclude, staff recommends approval of Z-22-00021 to rezone approximately 1.65 acres from IBP district to IL district with restricted uses as noted in the staff report and forwarding to the city commission with a recommendation for approval. Uh, of course, I can answer questions and the applicant is with us tonight as well to answer questions. Luke Sinclair Chair, thank you, Luke. Um, who do we have on the line for the applicant? Mr. Werner, is that you? It is, thank you. Uh, Paul Werner, Paul Werner Architects. Um, Luke, thanks for the awesome presentation. Um, I think, uh, I mean, we're ecstatic that the staff is in agreement with the rezoning. Um, I really don't have that much. We, uh, as Luke mentioned, what we really wanna do is match the zoning directly to the north. Um, and lay out another building and put this property to use. So um, that's really all I have. Happy to answer any questions um, and go from there. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Warner. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Are there any members of the public on the line or that have come into the chamber's room that want to offer a comment on this item? Raise your Kyle. hand if you're on the line. Or Kyle, is there anyone there? Kyle, COVID with planning, there's nobody in the room. Okay, and I don't think anything's changed on uh, Zoom call either. Luke Sinclair Chair, sorry. Uh, then let's just bring it back to the commission. Commissioners, um, anybody have any, uh, anywhere they wanna start on this one? Go ahead, Commissioner Rexroad. Thank you, Commissioner Rexroad. Um, <clears throat> I spent a bit of time uh, driving around that area. I don't. I don't really have a question. Just a, a comment, I suppose, um, uh, and maybe a word of thanks to uh, staff for the work they did. This lot's been sitting there for almost thirty years, and to see a project come forward that's going to fit into this area um, is, uh, I think, a very positive thing for us. So just want to give a vote of support. 
Luke Sinclair Chair. Thank you, Commissioner Rexrode. Commissioner Carpenter. Jim Carpenter, Planning Commissioner. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with this, but I'm, I'm just wondering, uh, Paul, the IBP district doesn't seem to be working very well and it hasn't worked. So I'm just wondering, are we gonna be piecemealing these lots out there this way? And why, why go with the uh, conditional zoning instead of just a text amendment to the IBP to allow this use? Since this seems one way people wanna go with those lots. Um, well, your first assessment is exactly correct. I, IBP does not work. Um, and, you know, the options to fix it, um, a text amendment is certainly one. Uh, we haven't had much luck with the text amendments lately. Um, a couple have been deferred, um, probably one denied. I think, you know, everybody's kind of hanging their hat on the hiring the consultant to rework on the land development code. And maybe that's where this is all going. Um, we probably took what I would say, I'm not quite sure it's the path of least resistance, but of just matching what is directly north of us. Um, so I think, uh, you know, there's only one lot south of this. Um, so it probably ends there. We did do, you guys reviewed a couple projects that we did on the other side of the street um, through special use permits that um, we're still hoping may come back. The construction costs just um, just hammered the project across the street, which we were all very disappointed. So maybe that will change in the near future. So we, we are doing projects in the IBP, but it's just, you know, as you mentioned, it's, it's a special use permit, which is not easy either. Um, but we had a client who has outgrown his facility um, this lot became available. I think this is certainly a better use than a three-story um, storage center that I'm not quite sure the people that, uh, that um, I'm not sure how everybody realized that that building that was approved on the site was going to be three stories tall, um, but a one-story building that I think is, uh, Mr. Rexrode mentioned, I think it blends in with the two buildings to the north and um, that's what we managed to, to match the zoning to the north to get this approved. But I'm hoping as several other people are that the consultant hired to fix the LDC a little bit um, will address some of those other, those other problems. Because certainly out west, um, all of this land should not be sitting there vacant. Um, and uh, right or wrong, this one lot gets infilled and like I said, we have a project ready to go with a real client. So we're, we're excited. Um, and on one hand, just really happy that uh, planning staff agreed with us that we should be able to match the zoning to the north and, and get this project done. Um, but I, I do understand your comments about IBP. Thank you. Uh, Jim Carpenter, Planning Commissioner. I, I know when we redo the land use code, probably IBP is something we should eliminate and call it something else and modify the uses because 
this project was one of the first things I remember after moving to Lawrence and was the catalyst for the formation of the West Lawrence Neighborhood Association because of fear that it was going to be a big industrial project. Um, <clears throat> but you're right, it's been sitting there and we got to find a better zoning mix that will allow that to develop because that is a large parcel available for infill development and that's our goal now. So it's something I hope we can all work, we can work together on maybe when we get to the land use code uh, to try to fix that. Otherwise, I'm not thrilled with conditional zoning, never have been. I'm probably the reason with, I know I raised all the objections that resulted in the change in the code language that we're working with today. This seems to apply like it did to the other one. It is what's same, what we're just doing what's on the adjacent property and we're probably gonna keep moving down the road if that's what we have to do until we change the overall uses in that zoning district or rename it somehow. So I'm okay with all of this and see what other commissioners, if they have other comments or something and we can go on to a motion probably. Mr. Chair, if I may, um, Jeff Craig, Planning Development Services, I just wanna to add to, to Paul's comments and Commissioner Carpenter's comments. I think this is exactly kind of the canary in the coal mine. And we talk about the land development code and revision is looking at how the code does and doesn't react when you have to go through conditional zoning, looking at how the board of zoning appeals is hearing variances and what that is. And it's really one of those moments to be a diagnostic on what we'd like to see the code going forward. So I appreciate Commissioner Carpenter bringing that up and as part of the discussion, but it's certainly on, on my list to watch and, and think about as we get to that revision update. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Thank you all. Uh, Commissioner Willie, go ahead. And Willie, Planning Commissioner, I do like the direction that the conversation is going and flag some of these things that haven't worked well for us. And I'm also very excited to see some kind of employment center going in that area, which we've struggled to come up with, uh, with things there because of the weird zoning, but uh, I'm, we've lost some of it to housing along the way. And I'm really excited to see any project come forward that, that does what we had hoped for that area. So I'm in favor. Luke Sinclair Chair. Thank you, Commissioner Willie. Commissioner Carter, go ahead. Uh, David Carter, Commissioner. Um, I'm, I'll add my voice to those who are uh, generally in favor of this. Um, at risk of earning a reputation with Mr. Werner as a gadfly for historical landmarks, I would note that this crosses directly over the alignment of the old Lawrence Dragway, which formerly was what Wakarusa Drive was known, uh, known as, drag, drag Strip Road. This, to me, as a, as a historian, I think is something that is, uh, I would just, I'd say, I think it's an opportunity to in some way recognize that um, because, you know, we're seeing bit by bit as this land gets developed, this landmark being literally erased from the landscape. So I would just encourage Mr. Werner in some way to respect that, that former presence through things like landscaping, paving, um, you could, you know, even window placement in the building that respects, you know, you could look through the two windows and see where the drag strip was. I think these are the kinds of things that really help preserve history in ways that can be innovative without, um, you know, interfering with the intended, in the, with the intended purpose. And I guess, Mr. Werner, I don't know if you'd care to respond to that in any way. And I know it's kind of funny 
but I do think this is something that is it's worth worth entertaining. You know, there's there's I'm staring at my sketch, which um, if you looked at that, obviously the building is, you know, going right on top of it. But to your point, I think there I think there's something creative we could do with the pavement and stuff. And um, yes, I, I think I even drove on drag strip road a long time ago if I was supposed to. So I, you know, um, I, I think that's an awesome idea. I, I think we can do something with that that um, we can get creative and do something. That's a great idea. Thank you. Luke Sinclair Chair. Anybody else on the commission have any questions or comments or concerns? I would try and make a motion if I can. Yep, I was just gonna ask for that, go ahead. Karen Willey, Planning Commissioner. Um, I move to approve the request to rezone approximately 1.65 acres from IBP to IL uh, district with restrictions and forwarding it to the city commission with a recommendation for approval based on the findings of fact found in the body of the staff report and subject to conditions A through triple C. Thank you, Commissioner Willie. Luke Sinclair Chair, that was a, um, a motion to approve it and forward it onto the city commission with a recommendation for approval as more uh, eloquently stated by Commissioner Willie. Um, any second on that? Commissioner Carpenter, I think, won the hand raising race for the second. Thank you for that. Any further comment um, before we take a vote on that? Okay, I'm not seeing any. Jeff, can you read the roll, please? Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services. Commissioner Butler? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexrod? Yes. Commissioner Shanklin? Yes. Commissioner Sinclair? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Commissioner Willie? Yes. Motion passes nine to zero. Thanks and great. Thank you, Have Mr. Warner. Thank you. Uh, that concludes the. Um, the regular agenda portion of our meeting, uh, everybody. So we can move on to section F, the miscellaneous new or old business. We have uh, one um, calendar event listed there regarding that letter um, that we spoke about earlier. Uh, do Does uh, staff wanna address that and any other um, business that we need to attend to? Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services. Uh, just put the letter there and the meeting notice in case uh, commissioners would like to attend for that item. So that's on there. Uh, we've also uh, been fighting the, the magic of the computer system. So that memo should now have links uh, if you refresh your browser. So we hope we have gotten that tamed and corrected for you. So both the memo and that is all we have to free this evening. Luke Sinclair, Chair. Uh, Jeff or Becky, would you all be able to offer an update on uh, planning for the orientation? Certainly, uh, Becky Pepper, uh, planning manager. Um, I think that we are uh, looking to schedule a planning commission orientation on May 20th. I, can, I will send out uh, information, placeholders for your calendars. Um, there is a possibility that we will also um, try and get us back on schedule and, and we're looking to have a second orientation in November too. Um, so look forward to that fun. Thanks, Becky. Luke Sinclair Chair. Um, then I guess with that, 
that concludes the, the business we have tonight. Um, would anyone like to make a motion to adjourn the meeting? Commissioner Rexroad raised his hand. Thank you for that. Uh, anybody want to second the motion to adjourn? Some Commissioner second. Carter. Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, does anybody have any anything they want to say or uh, any questions before we vote to adjourn? Isn't it too early to adjourn? <laughs> yes. That's why I asked if anyone wanted to talk about anything else. Okay. Luke Sinclair Chair, I'm not seeing any, um, any hands going up. So, uh, Jeff, could you read the roll? Jeff Crick, Planning and Development Services. Commissioner Butler? Yes. Commissioner Carpenter? Yes. Commissioner Carter? Yes. Commissioner Payton? Yes. Commissioner Rexroad? Yes. Commissioner Shanklin? Yes. Commissioner Sinclair? Yes. Commissioner Thomas? Yes. Commissioner Willie? We may have lost her. They've lost her. Um, motion passes <laughs> eight to zero. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next month. <laughs>